no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 49 of the 40 Yard Switch. Uh, one episode away from the the big the big one. The big half century. <laughs> and uh, we've got something, something special in, in store f- uh, for that, so keep an eye on the horizon for that one. Get As always, uh, I'm Jasper Woody Woodson, uh, alongside me, yeah, Wilby Wilby Kudlicks. Wilby Wilby Kudlicks. How are you, mate? <laughs> Yeah, good. How are you feeling coming off your first day at uh, Football Victoria? Yeah, guys, uh, first day of my uh, internship at uh, Football Victoria. No. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's actually really nice. It's been a very, very chilled out, enjoyable time uh, doing some little projects on, I guess you'd call it it's local-ish football. Yeah, it's local yeah, football. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Not like, it's, like, it's like elite level local football, essentially. It's local in the sense that it's, you know actually nearby yeah. but you know it's not local kickabout stuff yeah yeah but um, yeah we'll, we'll have to do some coverage on the uh australia cup yeah or the as MPL, it heats yeah. up With, in the yeah. in the off season for um the european leagues oh true true true, true. yeah um so yeah that'll be interesting but uh back to what we normally talk about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh english and mostly in european football uh, speaking of uh, European football and English football, uh, Liverpool uh, this morning beat Villarreal. They they made it close for about a half and then showed everyone that they're still very good um, and have qualified for the Champions League final for, I think, the, the third time in five four years. years. Five years? Five years, yeah. Pretty um, hectic. Yeah, and they are now... In the league cup, the, have won the league cup in the FA Cup final, in the Champions League final, and as we know, a point behind in the title race. So, like, until it, until it doesn't happen, you keep asking yourself, can it happen? The quadruple, but um, yeah, we, we we've talked about it at length already. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty hectic game. I mean, expected result in the end, but but yeah. I feel like yeah, it was, it was a very interesting tie because they've both got very, very strong home ground advantages, mm. both teams. So, but, but um, too strong in the end. Uh, must have been a good halftime team talk from Jurgen Klopp, who's just signed a new deal uh, to stay at the club until twenty twenty six. It's two years. Yeah, twenty twenty six. Two years. No, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. All right. Oh yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, he he's he's hanging around. Liverpool fans must be thrilled about. Yeah, fans of every other team in the league, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just he just yeah he, he a defi- great week all round for them. Yeah, he definitely just seems to be. I don't know, identifying the the next in line in all positions, sort of thing. Yeah, and um, doing it so well. And like with all with how well they're doing and how well Diaz is blooding in, with with the the longer the Salah. Um, contract talks go on. The, the like, the, the the more I'm just like, I don't reckon. I reckon they'll they'll manage without him. Mm. Like, the, that's, like, like I, initially I was like, I never said they should pay 500k because I don't think anyone's worth that. But I was like, they should definitely try and do their best to keep him around. Now, if he's not going to sign the deal, like, 
like sure go off fuck off to Barcelona and make 400k a week yeah like Liverpool and if they sell him they'll probably sell him for a shitload of money they can go buy Jude Bellingham or Darwin Nunes or anywhere like yeah I just yeah we yeah we have spoken about it in the past but yeah it's he could stay at Liverpool and just become such a legend there yeah or you can go to the shit show that is Barcelona right now yeah and I don't know get more money but I don't know I I suppose at the end of the day you want more money as well because it can't be about anything else but money anymore Mm. like even though he said it's not money like the fans adore you like the team is winning like it can't be anything else I mean it can be something like money adjacent as well because you know getting you know being on the big contract has some sort of you know, has some sort of significance in in terms of how you feel you're rated by yeah. world football. You True. know what I mean? But I feel like people rate winning more than how much money you make, surely. True. But there's it's definitely there. Yeah. And then there's also just the pure money thing, which you can't blame him for. Yeah. If he thinks he can get half a million dollars a week somewhere. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, Liverpool just from strength to strength what a club what a manager uh, but yeah uh, anyway we'll, we'll talk about some more interesting stuff I reckon that's happened this week uh, on this week's episode which is the promotion of two championship teams to the Premier League uh, the second biggest yo-yo club after Norwich Fulham uh, back into the Premier League this is in the last six years they've been promoted, relegated, promoted, relegated, and now promoted, so that's five. But anyway, um, yeah, so let's hope they can hang around. It must be so strange as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just to dominate, like, like dominate so much in the championship and then be so, so bad in the Premier League. But. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Mitrovic has had his best ever season, 43 goals and counting in the championship. Uh, maybe he's next season's the season he finally stays fit and puts it together and scores twenty odd goals in the cha- in the Premier League. Uh, they're also they've also scored hundred I think it's one hundred and three or one hundred and one goals in the Championship now. Um, only a first team since two thousand and one when uh, to score one hundred goals in the Championship. The last team to do it was Man City. Interestingly, one hundred and six. One hundred and six. There you go. Hectic. I think Man City scored one hundred and eight in their total in their campaign. So. It's crazy that like almost half has come from one. Player. Yeah, I know. That's nuts. It's ridiculous. Do you think he can recreate it in the Premier League? Um, it's hard to say. Like he's had I think two stints at two attempts at it. The first time just didn't quite find his feet, plus he was younger. The second time he was injured. So if he can stay fit, I like he seems like a like a player who who could because the physicality doesn't seem to be like an issue for him. Um so why not? Yeah. What 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 do you think makes it like not tr- like what has made it not translate in the past? Apart from, I mean, there's the injury. I think potentially the speed. Yeah. Of the of the game, but that, like sharpness. Yeah. With the feet. But uh, but then you, you also like Chris Wood carved out a career in the Premier League not being fast. So yeah, true. So why not? Um, but like yeah, I reckon staying fit is the key for him. It has to be the key for him. I feel like. Yeah, you just got to like, like 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 we've talked about before. Being available is the number one trait you can have. Number one thing you can give to your team. Yeah. So, I think as well. Yeah, it'll be be interesting. I don't know who managed 
him while he was in the Premier League prior park was Scott Parker last time. Yeah. But I don't know who it was before, but maybe it's you know, you've got to play into his hands a little bit because obviously Burnley's system plays straight into into Chris, Chris Woods. Woods so mm-hmm. Well, Marco, what I was about to say was, that leads on to my next point, Marco Silva returning to the Premier League after leaving it after the last club he managed was your team, Everton. So Good manager. Good to see him back, yeah. Yeah, great manager. I reckon he's probably... Oh, Carlo. <laughs> I was going to say he's the best one we've had since... Um, Moyes. Or, or Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Martinez. But yeah, Carlo... But also, Carlo, you know, he left. Anyway, we'll get on to Everton yeah. in a second. Yeah, but congrats to Marco Silva. <laughs> uh, and then interestingly, uh, Scott Parker left Fulham at the end of last season for Bournemouth, and he has now secured promotion for them. So I think all signs are pointing to the fact that Scott Parker is a genuinely good manager and may have just got unlucky with Fulham uh, last season. Yeah. Uh, because, like, like, well, at least he's a very good championship-level manager. Because um, Bournemouth, yeah, uh, they're... It's good, great to see them back, but um, it was there was worries when Eddie Howe left. They, they sort of faltered, sort of mid table ish in the championship, but they got him. They got Nat Phillips from Liverpool. I think not even at the start of the season. I think it was midway through the season, and he's killed it. Uh, I think uh, you were saying before they stri- they finally got a, a striker who's firing. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see Dom Solanke. Um, playing so well after just moving around so much early in his career. He's got. 29 goals in 45 appearances. Yeah, somewhat like flown under the radar because of Mitrovic's crazy season, but it's an incredible return Yeah, as well. Yeah, there's a few other players. I think it's Billing. Is, is it Billing? He's back. Yeah, the Billing, the midfielder. Yeah, yeah he's, been he's really decent. Good. Todd Cantwell moved there from Norwich. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they on loan, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they also had, they had a really good player called David Brooks who sadly has had been fighting with cancer. Uh, but he was there went on in the stands when they got promoted yesterday against Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a nice story as well. Um, but yeah, for me, the the two stories, the, the three stories are Parker, Solanke, and Nat Phillips because uh, I feel like Nat Phillips was integral to Liverpool uh, staying in contention with the top four and then eventually making third last season when the likes of Van Dijk and Martip and Gomez were all out last season. I think he's a really good defender. I think he was unlucky to be pretty much back to being fifth string for Liverpool uh, for Liverpool this season behind uh, Van Dijk, Martip, Gomez and Canate. Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult. Yeah, but like I think he's shown that he... And I think he's a Premier League level centre-back. Like he showed that for Liverpool across a two or three-month period. So I think if they can maybe buy him on, buy him on permanent or something, he'll be incredibly important to have because he's better... He, he's the best defend. He's the best centre-back they've had since Nathan Ake, easily. Yeah, I think yeah he's he's a Premier League level, but he's not a Champions League level. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's he's class, and, and it's good to see him do that. I think yeah, with, with Scott Parker, he I think there was definitely parts last season where he got a little bit unlucky with results. Like Fulham, they also he also plays like a, a nice brand of football, which is something that Bournemouth have done since Eddie Howe, mm. and yeah. He's done a good job. Hopefully, he gets a bit more luck next season and can stay up. Yeah, again, although it is hard with Bournemouth with such a small club, how much money is he going to have to pay? But then also, like we were talking about in maybe last week or the week before, the amount of money you get by even getting promoted to the Premier League should yeah. see them with enough funds to buy some players. Hopefully, 
Yeah. But it yeah, it is hard because even yeah, like ticket sales, like Fulham will make a lot more with that. They're just a bigger club. But mm. anyway. Anyway, we'll see how they go. We'll see how they go, yeah. It's like and like it's sort of interesting because like there's a there's a few players who Bournemouth and Fulham and the like could probably pick up from Premier League teams who aren't doing so well. Like Jesse Lingard could do. I don't think like people say it's too low of a drop from him because he's played for West Ham and United, but I don't think it's necessarily out of the question that he could go to a club like either of them. I think you do really well going to a club like either of them. Um, that's just one that comes to mind. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a few players. I mean, Norwich probably not many of their players. No. I think would move on, but no. Watford potentially, Everton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Leeds. Yeah, Leeds are plenty, and and Burnley as well. Yeah, I mean Burnley is the perfect, you know, sort of fire sale for someone coming up. Yeah, because they've got those, you know. You know, a, a Tarkovsky type who would just be like a rock at the back. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Maxwell Cornet, Dwight McNeil. You've also got players like uh, from Watford, isn't Ismail Assar? He'd be class. You've got... Um, I think those sorts of players, Cornet and Dwight McNeil and Ismail Assar, I feel like they can... Push further up. Yeah, yeah. Like they can push further up. I also think Musa Sissoko still got plenty of legs left in him. Um, he could do a job. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's... Great to see those 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 clubs back in the Premier League. I thought Bournemouth, like Bournemouth, great had so many great games and highlights uh, in the four or five years they were in the Premier League. Uh, like I think they lost they lost four three to Liverpool once, or maybe beat beat Liverpool four three at home. They drew to us three all, which I mean, what was a crazy game. Yeah. So yeah, great to have them back. And the the playoffs aren't finalised yet, are they? No, they're not. But uh, yeah, looking like Nottingham Forest, Luton Town. Huddersfield, uh, Huddersfield, Sheffield, and potentially Blackburn Rovers. I'm pretty sure they're in. The, it's it's Nottingham Forest third, Huddersfield fourth, Sheffield United fifth, and Luton Town sixth. Oh sixth. no, Middlesbrough is what team I was thinking of that are, that are close, close enough to maybe trying having that. And, what, and in, Millwall too. Yeah, there, I think there's 48 games in the season. I think. Don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the season's finished. Maybe maybe those games are finished. I'm not actually. Actually, no, I think it might be 46. I think it's 46. So, Middlesbrough may be out of it, but you never know. Luton in the Premier League next season would be hectic because they're, they're another stadium with an, a team with an absolutely tiny stadium. Yeah. But, yeah, very interesting. I, I'm keen to watch maybe one or two of those playoff games or at least all the highlights of those games for sure. Speaking of uh, sort of promotion and then on, on the flip side, relegation... <laughs> Speaking of the championships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one team did well to boost their chances of survival the other day when Everton beat Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. What a game that was. Or at least I only caught the second half. What a second half that was. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the the, the first half was actually much, much similar. Like, sorry, much Very similar. Like, we just defended stoutly and... Um, and yeah, we had a few chances that that we didn't score in the first half, and then we took that the chance early in the second half, and then held on for dear life. Yeah, and fucking refs did us an absolute <laughs> like the the seven minutes of added time. That was ridiculous. That was a joke. Was I mean, ridiculous. the officiating apart from that was fine, and then they push it out to eight. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Great scenes, the uh, the Everton fan picking up the ball and putting it in his shirt. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of good meme moments from that game. Richarlison picking up the flare, Jordan Pickford's just general Jordan Pickfordness, the t- the ball under the t shirt, the yeah. Yerry Mina uh, Kai Havertz yeah. moment. I gotta say, a couple of people hating on Yerry Mina, saying like you know, like you showed me the Fallon de Floor video and stuff. He is the best shit house in the yeah. entire league. Well, I complete, love it. Yeah, he completely won that battle with Kai Havertz. Yeah. Kai Havertz just lost his head and got yeah. a yellow card. It's it's so good. Yeah. There needs to be more of that sort of. He just, knows how to wind people up. That's like Richarlison's got it, and Yerry Mina have got it. They've actually yeah. got like a personality. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of. I it's don't just know. it's just it's very smart play, and if you buy into it like Havertz did, it's very dumb from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta say that yeah, like, again, Chelsea didn't play amazing, but they did still as a good, as a good, as most good teams do, they did still create some chances. But yeah, Jordan Pickford, absolutely unreal. Um, a Ma- play- man a, of the match, by a, yeah, a player that off. has had ups and downs this season, but when he's on, you can see why England's number one. Like that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so like. All, all you can say is we move, I guess, on to the next one. But um, yeah, I, was I think it's it's definitely a a big big result, yeah. and like one of those results that sort of you know makes you think that we that we 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 can do it. Yeah, and also thing. like Chelsea, like while Chelsea weren't at their best, they were still arguably as good as anyone, or as good or better than and as anyone you'll face for the remainder of the season. So if you can beat them, you can beat anyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If we can beat, yeah, we just need to we just need to really sort out the um, away form. Yeah, but there's a good chance to do it next week. Struggling Leicester, um, Leicester City side, so you see, you reckon you, be, you you reckon you're a chance in that one? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I reckon you are too. And the, the, yeah, Leeds play us this week as well. Uh, so I mean, I back us in in that game. We need to win that game uh, just as much as they need to win it as well. But I we're in. In a game where both teams need to win as much as each other, I back us to beat them. So. Yeah, because we talk about it in recent weeks, it seems like everyone Burnley play have nothing to like have played in recent weeks. Have had just had nothing to play for. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely going to be some like, interesting. A team we'll talk about later. Burnley play Aston Villa this week, and they have absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They actually play Aston Villa twice in the next four games or three games or however many. That, yeah, they've got four games left. Yeah. But yeah, I think. I'm feeling more positive than I was feeling last week. Yeah, and week. like when we looked at the run-in, what was it, three weeks ago, you were like United, Chelsea, oh God, like, and then maybe you got to play West Ham or something. I you can't got, believe we've won both those and games. And then you've won both those <laughs> games. I think the only the only other team that will be hard is us on my Arsenal on the on the last on day. On the final day, yeah. Uh, but, but who knows? If, if An interesting little stat that I saw on Reddit this week is if we beat Leeds this weekend and Liverpool beat Tottenham this weekend... If we beat Tottenham next week, that's us locked up Champions League. Yeah. So it means final day, we won't have anything to play for. Yeah. But that won't matter because I feel like it's the final day. It's There's still, you know, yeah. still teams. And Arteta won't let us off the hook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, th- things are looking better. Things are looking better. But yeah, one game at a time, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. It's very easy to. Uh, one thing that was interesting though, is that it's not a slightly less important narrative than um, Everton's chances of survival. But Chelsea's all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, sort of like how you called it a couple of episodes ago, have been roped into a top four battle. They're only three points behind us. Um, 
and uh, what it's like five points behind Tottenham. So, yeah, very interesting. Like, they do have an easier run in than the rest of us. Um, they play Wolves. We so like who knows? But yeah, with their form at the moment, honestly, like their last five games is a win, a loss, a win, a draw, and a loss. Like. It's very, it's very variable. Like I, I think you wouldn't say it's been like bad because they've had like a six 0 beating of Southampton, but yeah. they, they're just, sh- I don't know. I think teams are looking at looking at them at the moment and thinking we can get a result here. Mm. But it's interesting though. Like they won six 0 against Southampton, but if if you take that game out, they lost four one. I think no, they lost four one to Brentford. Then they beat someone. And then they uh, lost four two to us. Then um, no, they yeah sorry. they 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 lost to Brentford four one. Yeah. Then they lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah. Then they beat Southampton. Yeah. Then they beat Real Madrid in the Champions League but got knocked out. Yeah. Beat Crystal Palace. Yeah. Lost to Arsenal. Yeah. Lost to West Ham. Drew with United, which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and and then lost to us. So like. You take the hands and result out. It's like, but I think the the other thing that you've got in there is a is a Champions League quarter final, which yeah. they actually performed pretty admirably in the second. They league. did, they did. But, but it's just sort of like now they have nothing to play for. Yeah, and they've let it slip to a point where now they since they do have something to play for, but can they find that spark again? Yeah, you know, and like they might, they probably won't drop out of the top four, but you know. It's not, it's not a position they, they they were comfortable and now they're not. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be a big story if they didn't make Champions League because that would be catastrophic for their um, sort of transfer agenda or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And it also doesn't potentially bode well for next season because if regardless of whether they don't, if they make Champions League or make, don't make Champions League, uh, their league and Champions or and cup form next season could could be dependent on pretty much the exact same squad if they're not able if 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 the deal if the the buyout isn't able to be able to be made uh in any near future and they're not able to make any transfers not able to sort of incur any revenue then you know what are they going to do they're going to go into the same into next season with essentially the same squad that has not looked that crash hot over since pretty much since um the 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 Sanctions happened. Oh, yeah. There's been a couple of good results, but like there are there are good teams that are going to have a couple of good results. But it's not been the same team that first half of the season. Yeah, for sure. Do you think? I feel like Chelsea has been sort of famous for just being ruthless with managers in the past. Do you think if Roman Ivanovic was still there, Tuchel would be under pressure? I think not yet. If they dropped out of the top four, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of a falter, but like, we're still third, whatever. But I feel like they're the type of team that if you're not pushing for the, the title, yeah, then you're out sort of thing. That's true. And they, and they have been like every other team that's in the top four battle, miles off the pace this season. And they were supposed to be, mm. you know competing with those two yeah so yeah maybe he would be honestly yeah i reckon i reckon i reckon everyone's been sort of like uh a bit yeah the sanctions yeah yeah yeah. that's true actually yeah because like they would like the team they'd put together and the money they'd spent they were supposed to be knocking on like they have the second best squad depth after man city in the league 
Yeah, yeah you talked about this. Like, yeah. You got it. Like, Tuchel probably asked for Lukaku as well, and they spent a lot of money on him. And then you got to say that he hasn't yeah. managed it very well. I mean, the players got some role, but he hasn't managed it very well after no, that. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Half season wonder. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he he doesn't seem like the most likable guy. Like even the comments during, like the sanction thing is like, well, it's not luxury, like uh, traveling on a plane. It's like performance. It's like yes, while it is better for people's soft tissue injuries to lie on a bed, not sit on a bus, it is luxury. Like, yeah, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I still um, can't get over. It. Do you remember the comment he made that he said that he said that he said to Timo Werner last season when he wasn't scoring? Do you remember that? No. Uh, <laughs> it was. So, uh, don't worry. I'm not going to try. And <laughs> I do. Remember, I remember he said something ridiculous. But it was. It was, it was something about like you know. If, it was some analogy it was a weird to, analogy? to yeah. like a date that like a dating analogy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like eventually, if the girl doesn't like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't take the girl home, like eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. It was, I remember, I remember it he's, being. He's it just being, weird and yeah. not likable. And he just always conferences. seems incredibly unhappy on the touchline. Yeah, like I just get, I'm just get, like, like I, don't, I don't think I like. I hate like the oh he should smile more thing, but like it's just like he never seems remotely happy even when they score. Yeah, um, yeah, and also like you just sort of get like a weird vibe that like, when Kai Havertz misses that one on one against United. Yeah, see, like, he rage. cracks it. Yeah, like, oh he God. cracks it. You can like tell Kai Havertz is probably going to cop a fucking slacking <laughs> later. Which is, you know, maybe we're prob- we 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 might just have bashed him a little bit too much, but yeah, <laughs> if it's our podcast, we yeah. can do it. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is interesting moving forward if this uh, buyout deal doesn't get sorted, what they do regarding transfers, regarding the squad, and like what their goal if they have to sort of reshift their goals for next season like they like because like obviously Chelsea are a team that's parent, since 2003 been perennially challenging for titles yeah so, and like they're not even close to the top two yeah at the moment. yeah because Abramovich obviously I mean been kicked out the club for for whatever reason but football wise he's he's sort of steered that club to being very very good through essentially what seems a lot of the time like his decisions yeah um so without those decisions it's definitely going to have some some sort of effect yeah so and also like this is like sort of links to what we were talking about last week about you know how many players are going to want to hang around and it all sort of yeah seems like a sticky situation mm. uh but i digress um moving on from uh, to something something we don't we haven't really talked about sort of team sort of middle table teams we don't we don't talk about them too much but uh, a team that we kind of predicted to really kick on when they uh, signed their manager uh, mid season uh, but sort of hasn't really is uh, Aston Villa they signed Steven Gerrard uh, when um, obviously in November I think it was and yeah November yeah November and. Um, and every, and me and you, me and you, I think both pretty unanimously were like they came out of the box firing. And we were like, this squad's got lots of talent. He seems like a galvanizing type manager. Um, they could really push up the table very quickly, uh, but they haven't. And up until they won last week against relegated Norwich, um, which we'll touch on in a second, um, they've just not really like done much and like yeah sorry up until they 
uh, one against relegated Norwich. They were sitting in 16th. Yeah. Uh, because behind Brentford and Southampton, they've now gone on goal difference above those two teams with three points. Uh, yeah, and but like, yeah, they they'd lost. I think what was it? I think they, at least three of the last four. Yeah. So they uh, up until they they drew against Leicester, lost against Tottenham, lost against Wolves, lost against Arsenal, lost against West Ham. Last game they won was three 0 against Leeds. Yeah. So before that, so like four losses on the bounce and a draw before that. It's just kind of like I don't know, like what happened. It seems like the big impact players. I mean, Leon Bailey, I think, is still out. He, he he's fe- he's featured every now and then, but he's not regularly starting. So yeah. I'm not sure, really sure what's going. He's probably in and out with like niggles and stuff. Yeah, it's another one of the case where you need to be there, and he just seems like he's injured all the time. Philip Coutinho's gone a bit quiet. He definitely lit up the side when he came in. Another player who I thought, obviously coming from Everton, was going to have more of an impact is Luca Dean. He's yeah. been super quiet, and you probably say that Matt Target looks the better of the two in terms of left backs at the moment. Yeah, Matt Target's Killing one, one of them's ninth, and one of them's was sixteenth until the other day, and now it's thirteenth. Yeah. So, and and those are the those are the signings you made, Coutinho and Luca Dean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I suppose you, you yeah. I don't think his job's in, in trouble or anything. No, me neither. But, but I think he's he's got to definitely figure out what's gone wrong with that side and, and fix it in the transfer market yeah. over the season. Because like he, he's, his, he's his biggest critic, Jared, I feel like, and he won't be happy with what, he, with what he's been seeing. Um, it was just that, like, when he first came in, that just they just seemed to have that, like, tenacity just to get results out of, like, desire sort of thing. Yeah. But that doesn't seem like it's happening anymore yeah and like I don't know like and then like there was a period where like Coutinho was playing really well and Jacob Ramsey was coming onto the scene um and Ollie Watkins seemed to have found some form but then Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings have dropped off dropped, pretty much dropped off the face of the earth again uh also Concer and Mings don't seem to be as solid as they once were uh Callum Chambers as well um like he's come in I'm not sure if he's been starting every game but it's yeah, just like it's just, it's just it's just it's just a bit meh, and like we don't usually comment on stuff that's a bit meh. But like when stuff seemed like it, when a squad and a, with the manager seemed like it had potential to be better than it was, it's just kind of a bit of like disappointing. Disappointing is the word I'd use. Yeah, I th- I think another thing could be that like you know that that desire comes out of sort of fighting for something we touched on earlier. Aston Villa are one of the teams that Burnley have played and they've got nothing to play for. Like, yeah. By the time Steven Gerrard comes in, like they're sort of looking over their shoulder. The top four's out of the picture and European spots are probably out of the picture. Yeah. So, And Steven Gerrard came in and kind of did steady that, yeah. got them back up to mid-table and then they weren't really looking forward yeah. or looking back. And so. like they've got, like with that win against Norwich, they've got the 40 points now. So yeah. that's, you know. Yeah. But... I don't know I, if I was a Villa fan, I'd want to see a whole lot more. Yeah, like I, I'd be pretty disappointed with how this season's gone. Mm. Like I know we had to sack a manager mid-season, and like we were looking really shit early in the season. But with the squad we have, like especially after selling Jack Grealish and getting a hundred million for him, you know, Buendia's in my opinion flopped. I don't like to use that word. You know, he has, much, but he's flopped. I think he's another player where you could probably say that. He looks good in the championship, but he's not quite cut yeah. out. Leon Bailey, 
it's it's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, it, Liam Bailey's first season. If he if next season if he can stay, because like players in their first season in the league, you kind of have to give them a little bit of slack, and you see a lot of people bounce back in their second season. So if he can stay fit next season, maybe he can, maybe he becomes good. Also, I know Coutinho has been a little bit flat, but if they can hang on to him, I think that'll be good. Um, yeah. Do yeah. Do you think that? I don't think he stays. No, you don't like, think Coutinho I think stays. He, I just think he's going to make money, more money somewhere else. Yeah. I just think he it was this perfect situation for him to come back, get some notoriety, play, and you know, get some highlights, play for a guy he's friends with, and then yeah, somewhere else. But um, but like they've definitely got a squad there that should be at least upper mid, like upper mid table, if not, you know, making it tough for the teams that are pushing for the, like I th- I think there's like a group of five or six teams that realistically should be pushing for that conference league spot, the seventh spot. I don't think Villa are one. Of, I honestly don't think don't that think they, group uh, of players are one of. I don't those. think they're there yet, but I think, like that group of players with a few additions should be at least asking the question of the teams that are challenging for that spot, like your West Ham's, your Leicester's, your, I guess, Newcastle's next season, your Wolves. Like, they should be in and around that group. Yeah. I know they're not right now, but they should be in and around that. Yeah. Given... Around 10th. Yeah. Yeah. But I reckon the squad they've got now, 13th, seems... Like, I reckon, yeah, they need, like, two... like. Three signings at least in the off season, yeah. I reckon. But yeah, it'll be it, it, yeah, just just a little disappointing, and I don't know. I like Aston Villa, so I I, I want them to. I expect I expect better from them. But uh, to close out the episode, let's uh, touch on the first uh, fatality of the season. Norwich are confirmed relegated from the Premier League. It's been coming for a long time, but. The biggest yo-yo team in the last ten years has yo-yoed back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, as like when Dean Smith took over, when we did the episode, and there was seemed to be a little bounce because they won the game before he got relegated. Yeah, but I think after that, maybe one or two games, it was kind of back to business as usual. Yeah, but I think another thing that we that we touched on was that. Them appointing Dean Smith is good because you you can see Dean Smith not having an issue with going down to the championship and trying to get the team back up. Yeah, and he's also got a team promoted already. Yeah, yeah, they, they, but like, yeah, like on paper that squad just wasn't good enough. They didn't invest enough in the summer. Um, yeah, it just wasn't good enough. I think, I think in high, I didn't put them dead last. I might have, put, I don't think I put them dead last in my because I think I had some hope that they could stay up. But in hindsight, that was just wishful thinking on my part. Because I kind of I like them as a team, but like their squad just wasn't good enough. Like it never was. Like, like mm. there's just they didn't. There was just not enough players there that were of the standard to keep them up. Yeah, and losing Bondia. Yeah, yeah. I th- do, do you think that's the last time we see Timu Puki in the Premier League? I do. Yeah. You reckon? I think he's what thirty-one now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. What like a he, player! What a player! Yeah, I know. <laughs> What a couple, year, or three or four year run. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sad to sad to see him go. But like, yeah, you just you just you just you just you need more coming into the Premier League, and it's what I hope Fulham and Bournemouth realise. You need you need, you, need, you it's it's tough to stay to stay up in the Premier League. Yeah, you either got to be like Brentford, which are a just you know one of those like incredibly like hardworking 
teams that Brentford also play well. a nice style as well. Because like they they didn't really buy too many players either, but they like the style of football they played sort of played to the strengths of the, like the team that they had. Whereas Norwich's like Daniel Farkas the style didn't has net hasn't ever taken taken to the Premier League, and then Dean Smith's you didn't really he didn't really have the squad to play the style he likes. Yeah, so. It's such a tricky thing and it's just getting harder and harder as teams get more established as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, just looking at the mid-table, I like were talking about Aston Villa just then, Southampton around the bottom as well. They're a, they're a good side. Like, it's just so hard to do. But yeah. It's, I reckon it's going to be very interesting to see how Brentford go next mm. year because I feel like, like Coutinho, Eriksen is someone who's going to move on to a better club. Yeah. And yeah. But then again, maybe with the Danish connection, he might not. But he's t- he's too good to be playing yeah. at Brentford. He's one but, of the but, be- better. But do you think just for security up until the Euros, I mean the World Cup, because the World Cup's half mid-season, he stays at Brentford till then, then potentially moves in January after he plays a good World Cup. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be. I reckon you'd want to be playing at the highest level, training at the highest level with yeah, the best true. players. But you are playing like you are playing in the best league though. Yeah, but you could be training with the best players. Yeah, he is—he was one of the, one of the better tens in the world. Could he go to Newcastle? Yeah, I reckon he could go to Newcastle. I don't reckon it's a bad. But shot. but if you're going to go to Newcastle, you may as well stay at Brentford. <laughs> True. In terms of the training, oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean they could bring in better players. True, but like. We'll, Okay, just quickly, because Newcastle, Newcastle had a peak, but you know yeah. they they could struggle again yeah. next just season. Just because you've piqued my interest with that comment, where do you think he would go if he was going to leave between now and the World Cup? This is just coming to my head completely random. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like United could be somewhere he could go. True, true. But it's not a bad shout. But it's it also they've, they've got Bruno there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's a tough one. Back to Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the obvious choice. Yeah. He is good enough still to play for them, definitely. Wait, where was he? Inter Milan? Inter Milan. He yeah. was not Inter Milan before. Yeah. I wouldn't go back there. That club's on the way down, in my opinion. But Aren't they challenging for the Serie A? Yeah. Yeah, but... Wait, no. I think they are. Are they? Oh, okay, there you go. But I know, it's like, since they sold Lukaku and the way they played against... Liverpool actually no they're not on the way down but like, I just don't think I mean in, in terms of their European standing yeah. they definitely are but yeah they're challenging for the league Farmers League <laughs> yeah. are, they, are they actually challenging for the league though um, are they second yeah, yeah. They're, they're two points off in, um, uh, in Milan. that's that's on me listeners <laughs> he doesn't know ball he has got no idea what he's talking about um, I think I was just still reeling from my disappointment about how they played against Liverpool when everyone was being like, oh my God, they played so well. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Anyway, yeah. before we ramble on about nothing, um, that's, that'll, <laughs> that'll do us for this week's episode. Um, next week, big number 50. You don't want to miss that one. I've got, I've got some stuff planned. It's going to be fun. Um, there'll be some more fun stuff to talk about. Um, and yeah, uh, follow us on Spotify. And Instagram. And Instagram. Uh, Just type in 40 yards, which you'll find it. Uh, (laughs) And that's all for us. Goodbye.